Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. 10.32 in the zone. Welcome back. And our second segment, we were just telling you in the first segment, Arkansas got a verbal commitment over the weekend from Marcus Wimberly out of Boxite. And his head coach knows uh, how to get to the hill. Former Razorback Caleb Perry joining us now on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Coach, great to have you. How are you? Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Glad to be here. So, uh, it's got to be a pretty good feeling for you, obviously, to get a uh, player who is going to commit to a Division One school is a thrill, but to have them commit to your alma mater, admittedly, not binding yet, uh, got to be an extra special thrill, I would think, for you. Oh, yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's, uh, you know, you watch these kids grow up and you watch them work and train, and, and, and there's always such a uh, – a period that they go through where they're not sure anyone's seeing them or getting noticed. And, uh, but then just over the course of the summer, watching everything kind of fall into place for him. And, and then, of course, you know, there's just such a, a heart connection to uh, the University of Arkansas. I haven't played there myself. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a dream as a coach to have a player uh, be able to go up there and uh, represent the state. So we're, we're so excited for him personally and his family and just everything. It's, it's going to be a great, great experience for him. We can't wait to, we can't wait to watch him. And, and then even that, that, uh, you know, the next two years, he can just kind of relax and mm-hmm. just worry about his team and uh, just get better. And, you know, all that stress is off of him. So I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a good thing. I don't anticipate that other teams will give up on him completely, though, right, with two years left? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, you know, this this past summer, you know, when I spoke with uh, Jay Harbaugh, uh, he he told me when, when I talked to him, he said that he believes that he's one of the top safeties uh, in the country in his class. He said that he was – had his eyes on 55 guys, and he believed he was in the probably the best one out of that group, you know. Uh, and so I would have a hard time believing that uh, some of these bigger schools will just kind of lay down. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, obviously with NIL money kind of makes everything interesting. Right. Uh, where, where kids can go and all that type of stuff. I, I, I do believe uh, – being an Arkansas kid and his family being right here, I think it'll be a tough sell uh, for him to go anywhere else. But uh, I think if he continues to grow, the fact that he's 185 now and running as fast as he's running a 437, uh, you know, if he gets up to 195, 200 pounds running that speed, you know, uh, I, I would imagine that people will continue to come after him. That's pretty filthy. Um, how about uh, with Coach Pittman? What's the process been like with him and the coaching staff to get to this point? And what have your impressions been of him generally? Oh well, Coach Pittman, he's just such a gen- uh, genuine person. Uh, he, he's he's always been, uh, you know, compassionate to, towards me and to our staff. Even before, you know, Marcus was older, you know, he was always uh, just checking in on us, you know, he'll, he'll send a text every once in a while to, to us, see how we're doing. And so, uh, as far as having a tremendous respect for coach Pittman, uh, 
you know, we're, we're excited. And then, then the position coaches, I think uh, you always want to make sure uh, that those guys are truly interested in you. And you know how position coaches are. It seems like there there's, seems to be a lot of changeover on every college team, you know, every couple years. So uh, it, that, that aspect of it could be interesting if, if guys leave or stay. You know, I, I don't know those circumstances, but uh, I know that getting to know the those coaches that are interested in him, the defensive coordinator, I know uh, has been a has been a good thing. He came to our spring practice and watched us. And we got a good chance to talk with him as well. Hmm. Was there a point when you knew that Wimberley was going to be special? So when he was a ninth grader, we were uh, we got conference runner up, runner up in the seven four A. Uh, you know, we had to play against Joe T. Robinson and Arkadelphia, Malvern, all these big schools in junior high. And he was just on another level as a ninth grader. He was good enough to play up in high school, but we wanted to keep that class together and have a chance to win a conference title with those guys. So we kept him down. Marcus ended up playing both ways in the playoffs. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, that last week, that year uh we didn't make the playoffs that year but uh but anyways that year he 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 was a guy that you knew was going to be a college football player and i think obviously uh how strong a kid is and how much they weigh and how tall they are kind of dictates what level they can actually go to uh and, and with the strongest he is in the weight room a sophomore defensive back benching 305 power cleaning 270 you know we don't max on back squat just for safety sake for kids but he i mean he reps out 365 you know for five five to eight reps you know pretty consistently in our weight room and for a guy that uh at that position to be that strong you just don't see it very often mm-hmm. and so I, I just knew the whole time it was a matter of time so people really notice um you know this summer when he started going to those camps i I really had a feeling when he when coaches actually saw him compete one-on-one against other players that that would be the driving force and when he went to uh memphis he showed out he showed out at uapb but when he went to memphis uh that coach knew jay harbaugh and Jay called him. Was kind of like, you know, he. I think he was on the. Uh, people were really starting to take notice of him at this point, and so word started spreading about how good he actually was, just through the rumor mill of college coaches talking to each other, because all those guys know each other, you know, and so they're 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 wanting confirmation on how good kids are and this and that. Of course. Uh, I think when Marcus went to U of A, he did, he did really well there as well. So that that's when everything really started. Uh, you know, the, the dominoes started falling. I guess you'd say. Yeah. So talking to Boxside head coach Caleb Perry about uh, Marcus Wimberly, who is uh, verbally committed now to Arkansas. So he is a guy coach that you can use in a variety of ways. You're playing him on both sides of the ball. Do you do you utilize him on special teams? What do you see for his role the next couple of years? Well, you know, at our level, he can kind of do it all. Um, he is—he helps us on defense as far as, you know, we play some of these older 
style run schemes, and so he's a safety that can move down into the box. You know, we, he could even he could even line up as an as an end or an edge and, and take on a fullback. But he's a guy that can also play uh, against CAC. That quarterback he can mm. drop, you know, drop into whatever zone you want him. He can, he can man up, uh, take away a team's best receiver. So he gives us a tool because uh, he's so intelligent. His football IQ is what one of the things that makes him so special. He's a coach's kid. And so he can just do it all, and it's the same thing on offense. We use him uh, as a wide receiver uh, on, on our right side most of the time, but we we bring him into the backfield and hand him the ball on even power plays. We're lining up at uh, quarterback, kind of a wildcat type situation, and you know, fake it, run it, or you know, let him read somebody and all that type of stuff. And, uh, man, he's he's just a great kid to have because his football IQ is so high. He literally can play every position. Yeah, I would think punt returner, kick returner. I'm just thinking how <laughs> scary that would be. Uh, you know, with his speed and his size, that's um, it's got to be pretty tempting to keep him on the field just about every play, right? It is. It is. You know, he's and he's a guy that uh, he goes so hard. He's going to have to really do a great job with his nutrition and eating uh, because we want him to be out on the field. Uh, and, and in the hot month, you know, obviously we want to try to prevent him from cramping up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, we'll, you know, there will be some times when, you know, he'll have to come off and get a drink. And, but as much as we possibly can, it's definitely best for the sake of the team for him to be out there. Sure. Uh, talking to Caleb Perry again on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, head coach at Boxite, former Razorback. Your first season was 99, Coach, is that right? At Arkansas, yes, sir. Okay. 99 till, till 2003. That was a pr- pretty special first season, 99. We're coming up on, you're getting old, Coach, 25 years <laughs> since that season. And, uh, you know, a lot of people harken back to the 99 Tennessee game. I obviously didn't play in the 98 game, but what are your what are your memories of that one specifically? Well, I was just a young guy at that point. Uh, yeah, I think I was probably waving a towel on a bench or something <laughs> like that. Uh, but I, I do remember, uh, you know, that those moments uh, seemed to be surreal that I was even a part of some of those things. Um, and just getting to know those players, those guys that went on to the NFL, and, uh, you know, it, it, all those memories are so fond to think of what are your what are your i guess how would you compare like 99 to what it's like up there now i mean obviously they've added some things but it was pretty you know you had pretty loud raucous environment uh and some really good teams in the in the late 90s but um how would you compare the experience now to then basic athletes experience on campus or are you talking about the actual stadium itself yeah just either or i, I mean whatever I, just i mean impressions versus i think, I think yeah. the stadium if i remember correctly was still double-sided it, it was a bold in at that point the north um, the north has changed yeah for sure yeah and, and so uh i think it's much louder you know i think when i was first at arkansas uh playing a war memorial the bold in stadium was kind of a an asset because it maybe it was a little bit louder uh but obviously with the way the stadium is at this point it's uh you know it's going to be hard to to compete with the noise uh 
in Fayetteville right now with the way the stadium is set up. It's, it's amazing. Well, how dissimilar or similar would you say the recruiting process is today to when you were getting recruited to Arkansas in 99? Oh, my goodness. It's changed so much. I, you know, my dad and I, when I was being recruited, I we drove and physically handed VHS tapes <laughs> to head coaches. Uh, you know, I had a good smile and a handshake, and you know, and that was kind of the way that we did it. Of course, we mailed VHSs out, but now everything is so instant. You know, you can have a kid have a breakout game, and within hours, you you put together a miniature highlight video, and you're you're texting directly to position coaches. Um, you know, and of course, Twitter and all those uh, types of things, social media. I think I think Twitter has become a little bit of white noise in recruiting. I think getting your video directly to a position coach is probably the the number one uh, go to tool now, uh, just to get it right to them. But uh, but yeah, it's just it's a completely different world. Completely different world. Oh three was my first year here, and it was a roller coaster. I mean, the highs of Texas and Alabama, and then there were the low, the Florida game. What what sticks out? What do you think about when people talk about that 03 season? Well, you know that that was a that that year. I really believed that we were uh, good enough to have a chance, maybe to win a championship. You know, maybe a shot at an SEC championship. But obviously, you know, we we kind of had the a little bit of a reputation that we were going to beat some Goliaths and then kind of maybe mess around and, uh, you know, maybe lose against somebody that we shouldn't have or something. And uh, I think those morning home games uh, kind of were like uh, drop games for us, I guess is what you'd say. Uh, you know, we just – that one of the things about playing away is you're, you're kind of in flight or fight mode. And when you're at a morning home game, to me, those are the most dangerous games uh, in college because everybody's comfortable. You're a little bit sleepy. You know what I mean? And uh, just, I don't know. that Those were always the ones that seemed to be the most worrisome to me. And that those were, the I think, those two games. It was the Auburn game and the Florida game kind of, kind of got us when we felt like we could have beaten those two teams and we didn't, you know. So, uh, but uh, but yeah, those, it was a great year. We, I, I, those are memories I'll remember forever. And I'm friends with those guys. I actually hung out with Caleb Miller, the linebacker. I, mm-hmm. I hung out. We were roommates in college. I hung out with him this past weekend. I see Jeb Huckabee, who works at FCA with coaching. I see him all the time. You know, those those relationships run deep. You know, so. Uh, you mentioned Wimberley's dad being a coach. Our text line's blowing up with people talking about Wimberley's dad as an athlete. What kind of an athlete was he? Man, he was he was uh, a bruiser. So I so it I actually coached against Foxide. I coached at uh, Shiloh Christian when I first got into coaching as an offensive line coach, strength coach, and when we came down here to play Boxside at the pit. Uh, Tommy was a junior. Uh, Marcus was at Marcus. Marcus was actually had been born. He and his uh, uh, Tommy and Kayla had been married in high school. And their story is amazing. If you ever get Tommy on here to tell you his story and how God just was uh, really restored him at that time in his life, and 
but Tommy was a, a fullback linebacker, and he was just bigger than life. He, he looked like a 40-year-old man out there, um, and he was a guy that we definitely had to account for. And I've seen videos since I've been here with him as a player, and he was kind of the – you know, they ran the split-back beer. They had a very unique offense. Uh, I used to love watching their films whenever we had to play those guys because they were so good. They're running that split-back beer uh, with Coach Watson, who was here. Uh, you know, they had a great thing going. Um, and so, uh, but Tommy was kind of the dive back uh, on offense. And, you know, he was a, he was probably 240, I would say, as a dive back. And, uh, you know, of course, as a linebacker, that's, you know, pretty pretty large high school linebacker. You know what I mean? So, yeah, comes from good stock is what you're telling us. Pretty, Come pretty, from good stock. There you Come go. From good stock. That's nice. Well, that's good. It's uh, good to see the family tradition continuing and in Boxside and excited to see him following in uh, Coach's footsteps and heading to the hill here. Uh, and looking forward to seeing him play the next couple years, Coach. Lots of luck this fall. We'll definitely catch up again and see how things are going with you guys. And uh, as you guys get going on camp here, uh, wishing you well here as you guys get ready for the season. Yeah, thank you guys very much. All right, We're appreciate excited. it. Coach. All right, very good. Awesome. Thanks, Coach. All right. All right. Okay. Caleb Perry, if I was coaching Wimberley, I'd probably be excited too. Yeah. Pretty cool.